Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hi there, it's Caitlin from Ragamuffin Pet Photography. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 8. We have another member spotlight episode for you guys today. So if you are a member, you can watch the video version of this episode and you can see a little bit about the websites and images that we're talking about. But if you're listening to the audio, then this is Tiffany Kelly from Noble Soul Photography. We recorded this interview pre-COVID craziness. So just wanted to put a little backstory explanation for you there. It's always funny now to listen to interviews recorded before isolation um but yeah this was recorded before that and on that note also if you do want to find out more about the project that tiffany is going to talk about the barking beautiful project we've actually started collaborating with tiffany we were due to launch this very exciting project and then the world went insane so there is a pause but if you want to find out more you can visit barkingbeautifulproject.com and you can register your interest so Obviously, you don't know what I'm talking about right now, but if after this episode, uh, it seems like something that you might want to be involved in, definitely let us know. And then once things are back to normal, we can get in contact and, you know, start organizing things. It is a very inspiring project and a very inspiring episode coming up. So I hope it is a nice distraction for you and possibly even gets the cogs turning in your brain for something that you could be doing with your business in the future. All right, uh, I will shut up now and we can get on with the show. Enjoy guys. Another member spotlight episode this week. So it's season five, episode eight, and we're here with Tiffany Kelly from Noble Soul Photography. Hi, Tiff. You get called Tiff or Tiffany? Uh, Tiff or Tiffy. I get straight Aussie is immediately make any <laughs> name a nickname, but um, awesome. <laughs> yep. uh, it says me what. Kirsty wasn't short enough. You have to make it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Um, thanks for coming on board, Tiffany. It's lovely to talk to you. We've been following your work for a while. Been a member for a while of the club, I think, right? Yep, yep. Since pretty near the beginning, I think. Oh, well, thanks. thanks for being with us. <laughs> Let's dive in straight away. Um, you want to tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you're doing? Okay. So I am. I have a full time job that I have no intention of ever quitting because I love it. Right. And because I've I've been there for twenty years. Wow. Um <laughs> I work at a vet clinic, of course. <laughs> and I started there right out of high school and I've worked there and I've kind of worked my way up and been promoted and now I'm in a really good place there. I have been practicing photography, I guess you could say, fairly seriously for like the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And of course, when I first started, I practiced on my dogs and because they were the only willing <laughs> participants. Um, and so when I practiced on my dogs and I learned everything and I learned about it, eventually about two years ago, I decided to open my business officially. And here I am. 
Great. So talk us through running a business on the side of a full-time job. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't recommend it for the faint of heart, but if you are willing to put in the time, there's no reason why you can't balance both. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it depends on your situation too. I am extremely lucky in where I work in a job that shares our, my target client too. So I was really lucky with that. Um, I'm lucky with my schedule because I have worked there for so long that I was pretty much able to make my own schedule. And so it allowed me to sort of work in photography around my main job. But the biggest thing for me is balance. It's, not getting so deep into the photography side that I start to slip in my job because it's important and I need to stay on top of things there and also not to get so buried in the day-to-day that I let photography stuff go. So Um, when are you shooting then? Is that weekend? Are you still able to fit it in after work? I mean, how does that work? Um, I do a little bit of both. It depends on what's going on that week and the time that my client needs. So I would say probably 90% of my shoots are on the weekends. So if it's like a studio session, there have been plenty of nights where I've gone after work and packed up my stuff and went and did a studio session and started it at like, you know, 6 p.m. And then we went from like 6 to 8. And then I came home, unpacked everything and went to work the next day. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And so are you outsourcing editing? Are you doing it yourself? I mean, how are you fitting all of this in? I do all of my editing myself. That's something that I have been meaning to look into this year. As of now, I can't give up control just yet, but I do certain things so that I sort of mitigate the time that I spend. So I'm not editing a full uh, gallery before I show it to a client. I'll edit three to five pictures and just do a quick adjust on all the rest of them. And then I just explain to my clients when I show them their gallery, like, hey, just so you know, I retouched a few, but the other ones, you know, you might see a leash here or there. And everybody has been perfectly fine with that. Mm -hmm. So is that, when you say gallery, are you doing them online or are you doing in-person sales? I do in-person sales. Uh, Sometimes I try to do, what's that? Wow, that's a busy winter workload. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I try to do the majority in-person if it's a client that's a little further away, then I'll do a virtual IPS and jump on Zoom or something, which... I just started for the first time with the Barking Beautiful project, and it's it was crazy how well it worked. Yeah, yeah. I've just started doing um, virtual as well since I've moved two hours from Adelaide, and so uh-huh. for Adelaide clients, it's all online now. And the sales are no different. Do you find the same? Oh, I found the exact same. Plus, you can have tracksuit pants on in the bottom half. Oh, I know. Like the best part is that you can be wearing pajamas. Great. So, okay, let's. You did mention Barking Beautiful. Now that we've got you on the um, show, I'd love to hear how it went for you. Can you explain, you know, the whole project to everybody, Tiffany, and how you fit it in when you have a full time job? Let's just say my fall last year was absolutely insane. Um, I saw the idea and they were doing it with women, you know, kind of like Sue Bryce style, glamour, whatever. Well, that's not what I do. But I was thinking as I'm driving along, because that's when I listen to all my podcasts, um, I'm driving along. and I'm like, there's got to be a way to do this with dogs. (laughs) There just has to be. So I kind of started 
pulling up this idea in my head of like, oh, I could like do a focus on like the women and the dogs that love them and inner beauty and things like that and still have all of those same sort of concepts of, you know, feeling beautiful and self-love and things like that, but also including the dogs to make sure that I had enough time was I made sure that it was super duper completely organized and as self-sustaining from the beginning as I possibly could. Okay. So talk us through how you were making everything really organized. What sort of, cause you know, I love that stuff. Um, oh yeah. So I utilized, um, some software like ShootQ and certain things that would allow me to automate the application process. Cause I had, I had over 150 women apply to my project personally. So what I did was I offered a free session for women who had a dog that was very special to them. Then I made them apply online and tell their story. So I wanted to hear, I wanted to find women that had a good story that would reflect well later on in a blog post and something that moved me. So they applied online and then I went through and narrowed it down to my top 30 women. I wanted to make sure that I picked women that not only had a good story, but that that were comfortable with my pricing that I felt would probably be making a purchase beyond their, their free session and their included digital prints that they got with it. And I just wanted to narrow it down that way. That was probably the most time consuming part because I did phone calls. And how many shoots would you say from those 30 ended up being a good sale, let's say? Uh, the vast majority. Um, so I think I ended up shooting about 24 or 25 of them. Oh, um, great. Yeah. And out of those, I think there were only two or three that took their digitals and ran. Amazing. Great. So you had at least 20 great sales out of this project. How many shoots do you normally shoot per month? Um, this is being only my second year of business. I don't have like a consistent amount of clients coming in before I did this project. So I might have a shoot once every couple of months. Yeah. Okay. So to be doing 10 shoots a month or a bit less, which is what you're doing was amazing, right? It was, it was incredible. And it taught me so much because I've always had, um, I've always been a little bit hesitant to, I get a little bit uncomfortable with sales. I get a little bit uncomfortable with talking about money and things like that. Mm-hmm. And this taught me, I mean, it was just exposure therapy. It was just, you know, session after session after session doing IPS. And it just completely desensitized me. It's like learning a language or something, isn't it? Right. And I work, I learn so much better if I repeat something. Um, so talk me through, I want to backtrack a little bit to those phone calls that you were having with the clients. What sort of conversation were you having with them there? One of the things that I made sure to talk to them about is, and this was so hard for me, but I made sure to tell them like my client's average spend. And I just kept things super casual. I'm super, super duper low pressure. I can't do high pressure sales at all. So I was like, you know, I'm going to show you more. You don't have any obligation to buy anything at all. If you want to, great. If you don't want to, no worries, no hard feelings. Um, But my typical clients usually spend about, you know, blah, blah, blah with me. 
And you have on your website, which if you're watching the video version of this, guys, you can see that in the bottom corner. So you've got beautiful uh, product photography up there, wall art, albums, image blocks. So presumably um, you're sending any of the potential clients this way too so they have an idea of your collections and what where your pricing starts, right? Correct. And so what did most of them, did you have a, a typical product that you were selling? I'm just wondering since these were sessions that involved, like heavily involved the client as well, did you find that they were purchasing something a bit different than say someone who it was a session that was just about the dog? I didn't find that they were buying anything different than a dog only session. I did find that time after time, my most popular product by far was a folio box. And it's so funny because thinking back to when I was listening to the podcast, that's what the people that had done this project and had tried it had pretty much said the same thing. Mm -hmm. So before I started it, I kind of had an idea that I wanted to steer people toward the folio boxes because it was a good place to sort of rest. If they did more, great. If they did less, that was okay too. <laughs> but it was a it was a goal to shoot for. I think out of all of my sales, they all bought um, the folio box except for one person. One or two people did wall art. And they also had, is it three digital images that were included? Correct. And I saw also that you had the option to add on hair and makeup. Did you find a lot of people choose to do that? Not as many as I thought mm -hmm. would. And I don't know if that has something to do with maybe just that, you know, dog people are more laid back. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not big on hair and makeup, but I'd say probably half of them did. I expected it to be a little higher, but it was about half. Okay. I think that's a cool add-on to have, though. It really sets yeah. the the scene for what, what you're doing. Do you have somewhere that I can bring up some of the photos from the project? Um, I don't. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't have them online anywhere yet because I have not gone through and done the blog post yet. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of keeping them all secret. Maybe if you don't mind, um, at some point you might be able to add in the comments in the members group. Um, yeah. The photos and we'll just make sure. Guys, please don't share it. <laughs> <laughs> when you're happy to, um, that would be great. I think the members would love to see it. I just think it's such a beautiful idea. Um, I'm dying. Yeah, I'm dying to see how they turned out. Did you find they – talk me through more of what the, the stories were, I guess. Were some of them quite – like emotional because I feel like oh. having someone sort of focus on I don't know it has more of a body image feel and I don't know it feels very empowering I, I love this concept it it was and I mean the whole point behind it was to empower the women and it was to show them how the, it, it's kind of hokey but the way I saw it was you know to show them how their dogs saw them because yeah. dogs are going to love you unconditionally, no matter if you're having a bad hair day, no matter if you're wearing pants or not, you know, they're, they're just, they love you and they don't care what you look like. And I wanted to give women that sort of same feeling. So it was the whole thing was to empower them. The stories that I got were like, they made me cry. I'm not a big crier. And I was going through the questionnaires, like tearing up. I mean, there were women that struggled with 
addiction. There were women that struggled with, you know, I had a woman who was in her early 30s and she had already lost her husband to lung cancer. Wow. And I mean, it was just heartbreaking. I mean, when you're in your late 20s and you're getting married, you expect your whole life to be ahead of you. And six months after they got married, he was gone. Oh, my God. And I had women who struggled with disabilities. I had women that one of the women that I photographed has a seizure disorder. And the dog that we that I photographed with her was her service animal. Oh, wow. And it was her seizure alert dog. And I mean, it's just crazy to see like. I love my dog. My dog is my daughter, for lack of a better word. And, I mean, to see the crazy bond between somebody like that is, it kind of changes the way you see the world a little bit when you see that up close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm really excited to see these images. I promise I'll post them in the comments. <laughs> Just um, before we wrap up, would you recommend this project to other members of the group to sort of no matter where they're at in their photography business or do you think it really works for a particular stage of your business? Honestly, I think it can work at any stage. Um, like I said, I, I was not buried in photography business before I did the project. And it gave me a great sink or swim introduction to being a little bit busier. Now I know that I can, I've learned that I can market a little bit more freely because I know that I'm going to have the time to handle a heavier client load. I know that I can handle the sales sessions. It, I, I would recommend it for anybody. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's a little bit more established in their business is going to benefit from the project just as much as somebody new would. Mm-hmm. I am so glad that I just had the guts and I made the decision and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do yeah. it. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to figure out the schedule, whatever it takes. Yeah. I think it's an important message that, that needs to be out there. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so happy that you did it, Tiffany. And um, I really look forward to hearing if other members of the group end up taking inspiration from you to, to do their own projects. Maybe I want to. Yes, you should. You totally should. I um, shoot pre-pets. I shot a lot of, like, local fashion stuff. And mm-hmm. I, before starting Ragamuffin, got really, really into shooting um, a lot of, like, plus-size models working with plus size designers and I started like going off onto a path of focusing on more like body positive fashion photography mm-hmm. and then started ragmuffin. But I remember hearing about you doing this project and I was like, oh that would be such like that would be awesome to dive into. You're very inspirational. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you. I um, it was important to me to do it. Um I you know I don't have any pictures with of myself with a dog that is the reason why I have a pet photography business. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it was always, I'm too fat. I don't have makeup on today. Um, my hair is frizzy today. It's just not a good day. I have a million pictures of him and none of us together. Yeah. And so he passed away seven years ago, but, um, he was there through the whole beginning of my photography journey when I got serious and mm-hmm. saved up for my camera you know, he was there to help me practice and 
I took so many pictures of him and you not one picture of us together. So I'm like, yeah. I have to give this to other women. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Um, guys, that was Tiffany Kelly of Noble Soul Photography. If you're watching this in the members only group, then you can leave a comment down below. Let Tiffany know what you're thinking and hopefully we can see some of those photos. Uh, thank you so much, Tiffany. It's been awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks, Tiffany. Bye. Have a nice day. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Guys, that was Tiffany Kelly of Noble Soul Photography. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, if you are interested in doing your own Barking Beautiful project, Tiffany has very generously opened up this concept to pet photographers. Um, we're in the midst of organizing a collaboration with her. So obviously we did put it on pause when COVID hit the world. But if you want to be the first to find out more about how you could bring this to your business, then just head over to BarkingBeautifulProject.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. We'll also put a link to Tiffany's business and her Instagram and all that good stuff so you can follow her work there. We have also started up a cheeky little Instagram for the Barking Beautiful Project so you can find us there as well if you want to connect. But yeah, I'm really, really excited. We were just super inspired after chatting to Tiffany. So um, that's what got this, this ball rolling. I just think it can be such an awesome movement of female photographers, female pet photographers, empowering each other and supporting each other. So thanks, Tiffany. Again, I haven't said that enough. I just think you're brilliant. And this episode was fantastic. Okay, guys, stay safe. Hope you're doing okay and we will be coming up in your earbuds <laughs> with some more episodes coming up really soon. We've got a couple of episodes that are about what you can be doing in your business right now to get through these weird, weird times. Okay, bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.